You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. And with me always is my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. And welcome to uh, part two of my Texas visit. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Hard to believe it's over. <sighs> it went a little quick. Yeah, it did go quick. <clears throat> and, we, and we didn't even get to, like, half the stuff. We wanted to do. Well, I know big plans. You have, uh, you know, all these plans, and then I come down, and one thing leads to another, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, all this time's passed, and all these big plans that we made, and we didn't even get through a portion of them." <laughs> well, after everything's said and done, we did have some good news and some, you know, some bad news. This is true. So I think on the last podcast we uh, didn't have a radio, right? Day one, yeah. we flew day one. Flew my brand new EDF. One time around the patch, <laughs> landed to make some, you know, adjustments and changes and swap the battery out, get ready. You know, you had to abort the flight. We bring the plane back. I'm looking at the, not damage, but, you know, the control arm that fell off. Um, you went back to making some radio. You were going to make some radio adjustments. Click my radio on and it starts spouting stuff about sending me back to the factory, please. Right. right. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It uh, had a hardware system fault, and uh, we contacted the guys at uh, um, Horizon, and they gave us, uh, you know, kind of a good <clears throat> good response. It took them a couple of days. Well, I'm sure they're getting like six or 700 emails a day. But, yeah, uh, sure. I, You know, I don't fault the guys for that. But, no, you know, no, it's no. just one of those things where, you know, we wanted to get it fixed. Sure. Could we fix it ourselves? Right. We did a cursory look on the internet, you know. Um, you kind of knew what to do to do a reset. Right, but it we, didn't work as we well. We attempted so. to do it. Um, and then we finally get the reply back from, from them, what, about three days later, and they right. say, hey, man, all you got to do, that's a, it's a software you know, fault or whatever. Right. Uh, you probably don't have to send it back to, to us. Just you know, reset it and, or, go, or change the page. That's what they were saying. Just go to a different page, get off the model, make a new model, Yada, yada, yada. Well, right. we're just looking at this thing. You, we couldn't change the page. We couldn't do anything. We, we couldn't yeah, get, I couldn't get off that. Exactly. The same, uh, the same fault page. It wouldn't go. None of the buttons would work. No, not not at all. So, and I knew that there was a reset, you know, that you're supposed to hold the scroll wheel down and turn it on. And, and I did that probably 10 times, and I never could make this thing work. Yep, absolutely. And uh, so finally we got a, you know, somebody wrote back from Horizon and said, oh, you got to hold it down for like 15 seconds. <laughs> right, but. I had already discovered that a day before right. we got that email. It was the day before that. So a whole week had gone by. Right. We lost a whole week. Right. That we could have fixed it in five minutes had we known. Well, we did know what to do. We just didn't know we had to hold it for a little bit longer than right. what, what, we were, right. what we thought was supposed to be done for. Live and learn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so, I guess so. But we it, can uh, tell our listeners if you have a Spectrum radio and something happens and you can always yeah, hold, you can do, the spe- yeah. hold the little scroll wheel while you turn the radio on. Hold it down for 15 or 20 seconds until it actually goes through its reset. Yeah, it'll go through its little cycle. So it, it, it just was frustrating because, like I said, we lost a week. Luckily, Jim came through for us. Yep, and he, he loaned us uh, five or six uh, Free Sky re- receivers. And yeah, he did. He reprogrammed some planes, including the EDF, and we, we ended up having a pretty good time with it. That's a whole but, other story. That's a, yeah, that's a, another story. We'll talk about yeah. that in a little while. But 
it just was frustrating because, right. you know, I had a whole slew of planes to fly, you know. Um, <laughs> I know, right? You or to be cleaned up with or whatever. Or... And we couldn't get we, – we just didn't have enough time to get to them all. No. Which is a sad, sad, sad day. But we got to a lot. We so, did. Uh, and, um, you know, we got to do some other stuff too because uh... – Yeah, we sure did. Um, case in point, um, the nice part about – I guess your job and the benefits that you get uh, and the people that you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a similar thing with me in the Air Force in the sense of, you know, a lot of people. So if you're in a state, you go, hey, didn't so-and-so I knew back in, you know, when I was stationed with that guy, doesn't he live here? Right. Or doesn't he live in the city next, you know, an hour away or half an hour away? True. And you can just, you know, whip out your little black book and say, who's in the area? Right. Hey, what's going on? You you pick up like it was just yesterday. <laughs> and the funny part was yeah. you had a, an individual that was here. Yep. My friend, Bill Surratt, who uh, I worked with, uh, <clears throat> actually flew with him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we flew on the same aircraft together and. We're in the same base together for uh, a little bit. We flew a couple of trips, and uh, he was looking at getting back into RC way back then and uh, has since retired and, and gotten back into it. And he actually came up, uh, him and his son Tim, both great guys, they came up to the Electric Festival. Oh, that's right, and just a couple months ago. Yeah, and it totally surprised me. So uh, he shows up, hey, look who's here, you know, and, and uh, they got to hang out for two days and, and uh, participate. They <clears throat> mostly spectated. Um, they didn't, you know, of course they are. So the, did, so they flew in or they drew They drew No, they, they flew in. Okay. And, so uh, they, they didn't have a plane. Or no. And that's why I said they mostly spectated because oh. they just kind of flew up, but, no way. um, but he, you know, he knew he's a podcast listener and he, uh, he knew about, um, the electric festival. We were promoting it pretty good and he thought, wow, this is a great time. And, uh, you know, Tim is, uh, uh his son and they said, Hey, let's travel together and we'll go up there and, and, uh, and see Mike. So that's what they did. They came up and saw me and uh, hung out with them, and they had a great time. And I told them, I was like, hey, I, I think I'm going to be coming down to Texas sometime soon, so I'll look you up when I get down there. And uh, so anyway, I shot him a text and said, hey, I think uh, <clears throat> right about the time you and I had made arrangements for me to come down, I told him, I said, hey, I think I'll be there uh, this weekend. You know, I'll I'll be there for two weeks, and, uh, you know, we'll right, see if we can get I'll give you a call. Shoot, shoot you a note. Well, the first week was so – Right. Just lightning blazing fast. fast. I was just like, you were looked at me on Friday or, you know, Thursday or Friday. And you were like, hey, did you call Bill? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Between, you know, it's like one of those domino effects. We lost the radio. The truck broke. You know, it yeah. just was one thing. Things after were going another. on. Things we're was, fixing stuff. Yeah, Things were just, popping up. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of one thing after another. And we were frustrated. But uh, the whole week just kind of zipped by. And so, anyway, uh we got to call, I called him and I said, Hey, you know, we're in your area and would love to come to your field and fly. And he's part of the Alamo radio control society down in San Antonio. And, uh, where you live is not too far away, nope. about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. And, give or take uh, with traffic. Yeah. We had, uh, I think it was last uh, Thursday or Friday, I guess Friday. Anyway, we, uh, we had some time and, um, we decided to go down and take a look at uh, the field. So he said, Hey man, y'all come on down and, Bring some airplanes. We've got a paved runway. It's a beautiful place. And and uh, let me know what time you're going to get there. So we hopped in the car. and Crammed uh, <laughs> in the L-39. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, tough wing, uh, 3D plane. And I thought one other plane we were able to cram into the car. Yeah, I can't remember what else. Uh, yeah. But, but and, you know, a thing of batteries and yeah. uh, power supply because they, you know, have yeah, the field. They have electricity there. Mm-hmm. So we brought down the power supply so yeah. we can yeah. mad jam, power up our 6-cell uh, 5,000 milliamp batteries. Right. 
And off we and off we went on a road trip. Road tripping. Yeah, we did. It was fun. We uh, we got there, texted him. We arrived uh, probably around two o'clock in the afternoon, I think. Right, got right to the gate, and he let us in. And a bunch of people were wait, waiting on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, and it was kind of funny because we didn't even realize. Mm-mm. You know? I thought it was just going to be him and Tim and us, yeah, which so is fair. fine. I, I mean, I love that there's more people. No, there, no, no. But, but I, I meant in he the was. Sense he that... asked me though. He said, "Do you do you want a lot of people there? Or do you want some people there?" And I'm like, "Oh no, it doesn't matter. The more merrier, you know. If you right. want people to come, I don't. We don't but, care." But it was kind of funny because there was folks that were there. We show up and we're like, "Oh, well, there's other people here going to be flying." Yeah, sure. And so we're meeting everybody, and they're it was great. They're a friendly bunch, and we're we're talking with everybody. Um, we had a few other individuals came a little later. Immediately had whipped out their planes and they started flying. In fact, right. we were we were BSing so much that really uh, <laughs> they were like I, I can't remember the, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he was out and he flew. I, I want to say he th- he flew three or four planes, uh, you know, or, or flights because uh, he was having a little bit of trouble with his glider and he was figuring some stuff out. He right. broke a prop, came back, fixed that, <laughs> you know. And by the time we finally stopped jibber jawing and started getting ready to fly ourselves. Um, I looked at the other individuals and I was like, uh, there's only one guy, you know, right now, yeah. I, I, you know, Bill had, Bill had a plane, some planes, this guy had some planes and like nobody else did. Right. And that's, you know, but it was slow that it dawned on me. I'm like, there's, you know, there's a few folks here, but nobody else is flying. <laughs> so, well, evidently they came out to uh, yeah. say, Hey, and uh, we appreciate oh, that. Oh yeah. Well, always, certainly. uh, always willing to meet, you know, RC flyers. They had some good stories and uh, we got to chat with some of them and, they wanted to see us fly, so uh, we loaded up Tough Wing. That was what we yep. took. Yep. Yeah, I put on a little demo for him and uh, started out well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, did we fly the L-39 first, or did we fly the Tough Wing No, first? I think I flew the Tough Wing first. Flew the Tough Wing first? Mm-hmm. I thought we flew one other plane first, but I guess we we came nope. out with the Tough Wing, um, threw a battery in that. Yep. That was the very first Mike, one. Mike put on a show, uh, but I learned something new about the plane. Yeah. You have to Velcro down the escape or have very, very short leads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I've flown that. How long have I I've had You've that had that for, airplane for a long time. like a long time? Yeah. So out of all the crashes, out of all the smashes, out of mm-hmm. everything else, I've never had a, this particular problem that we had. But I wasn't flying it. That's true. Come to think of it, some of the things I discovered about the plane, I discovered because you were flying the yeah, plane. Yeah, very first thing you discovered when I flew it was uh, you need to Velcro the battery. That's true. Because <laughs> I think it was way up and uh, you got it, I got it going and did something or tumbled it or whatever and ejected the battery completely out of the airplane. Um, I think I think you were doing a series of rolls. And Could have my, been the same thing. Right. And, here, my, and my, no. So here's the here's the reason why I've been having these mishaps. You're supposed to Velcro down the uh, the hatch cover. Correct. And I went with the, you know, uber cool. Magnets. Magnets. Yeah. Okay. But I don't fly nearly as aggressive. At the time, I didn't fly as aggressive. I, you know, I was just putt-putting around right, the sky. Right. So I, I had, you know, 100 flights on that plane. I never had this problem. You show up. <laughs> oh, boy. Zing. <laughs> off you go. He does, you know, whatever rolls or whatever he did, and my battery went flying out, and the plane just came fluttering down to the ground. I'm like, whoa, what did you just do? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Found the battery, found everything else. Yeah, uh, battery I mean, was cut crushed. some slots, cut some slots in it, <laughs> put put everything back together, you Velcroed that sucker down, mm-hmm. and then we discovered you showed me how to tumble it right, right. shortly afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so now with the battery firmly secured you know you could tumble a thing you can do all sorts of other junk i've had it hit the ground and just bounce across the ground you know mm-hmm. from uh having a near miss or something 
We've actually had uh, mid-airs. Oh, yeah, we've had some. You and I have. I think you and Mike had some. Yep. Normally, as we're trying to do, we can't do it. But the minute, right. we, look, the minute we look away or looking, you know, looking at a bird or something, it's Kamako. What, yeah. what happened? Oh, the, the planes hit. Like, <laughs> wingtip the wingtip, and they're flying down around uh, each other. Or there's props stuck in each other's planes. Right. Anyway, so you were you were doing well, you weren't tumbling the plane, but you were doing some aggressive rolls, I do believe. Uh, or, or, or I should I should mean say at the Elmo. Yeah, at Elmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, well, they weren't. They were supposed to be rolls. The plane, my plane, after you know, it's a little old and she's creakety, so she rolls great. I like to the left, and then she does kind of the. Well, it's a it's a different roll to the right because you're fighting the torque. Right, the right, torque, yeah. but you know, it's not axial, actual, actual, not actual, axial, axial. Thank oh. you, axial. Uh, so it kind of had it was a little wobble to it. You know? Yeah, they get they get bigger because yeah. of the way. So it's not a real tight, you know, just like mm-hmm. a, a, a drill bit <clears throat> because this doesn't have a. Ailerons, it's got um, platform or uh, elevons. Elevons. So it's just a wing. It, you know, it doesn't have a rudder. Right, 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 right. So it uses ailerons and elevators simultaneously. The two control surfaces. So when you go the runway, uh, it's actually an outside roll, right? And mm-hmm. you're <clears throat> counteracting it. As it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you're having to push forward on the stick every time you come around to give it to kind of keep it into that little cone, or it'll just right. kind of spiral to the ground. So in order to keep it going that same direction, you're having to push, 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 push. And uh, I did about mm, three or four of them. I right. don't know, Bill, Bill probably countered them, but uh, <laughs> I did a couple of them. And next thing you know, I got nothing. Well, the first the prop started making a, a weird noise. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it became totally unbalanced. Yeah, right. I wasn't really quite sure what was vibrating. Yeah. It just made uh, some... Wee, 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 yeah. and, <laughs> and, it made some, and then you pushed it a little harder, and then it went... Whoosh, you had nothing. I got yep. nothing. You were like holding on the radio. Got nothing. Well, that's what I normally do because I, I I go, you know, to to show that there's nothing at the radio. I go opposite sticks. You know, like no power and full one stick versus the other. So I'm like, okay, I got nothing, and I'm holding the radio up so that everybody, you know, because you can see that you know it's not me just crashing because it's still flying. I just have no control. Right. Just a habit, I guess. But, and of course, the guys that were watching us were making uh, comments, and they were just like, "The wow, peanut that, gallery was awesome." Oh, they're, oh, that thing's pretty loud! Wow, that thing's really fast. I know they kept going lower, lower, because I think I yeah. cut the grass once or twice with that thing doing about a hundred. So <laughs> when you did your maneuver, they were like, "Wow, that thing's really go," you know, really maneuvers really quickly, and all of a sudden it made its noise. They're like, "What's that?" And then that was it. What's he doing? <laughs> the <Right>. plane's dripping <laughs> down and skapoop, and almost in the farmer's field. So yeah, I missed the fence by just inches. Inches, yeah, the nice soft part. Anyway, uh, we walked out there, and they were like, "Oh, anything left? Anything left?" And you know, we pick up the tough wing and look at it, and I'm like, I, "What's wrong with it?" You know, well, it looks fine. Didn't yeah, even break yeah. the prop. Nothing. No, it looked perfect. Like I could have just thrown it back in the air, yeah. but I knew it wasn't working because I. Yeah, I, that, that part we couldn't figure yeah. out. So we so we go back to the pits. The guys were all like, "Oh, is it in pieces? Oh, is it?" And they're looking at it, and we had it on the bench in front of them. They're just like. So, like, didn't the battery, something felt, you know, what yeah, What happened? What happened? And we're, we kind of look at it, and I had the uh, the winglets. One of the winglets definitely got cut. Uh, it got ripped off. It got ripped out of the... But I think I, that was in the crash. Though. No, no, no. Yeah, that was in the crash. I think it hit the barbed wire fence. Yeah, probably so. Ground. Quickly, I whipped out some quick rip and slapped that on. I glued that whole thing back, and they're like, uh, you know, are you going to have to do, you know, they're asking, do you have to, you know, take the plane apart? Some, you know, this is plane done i'm like nope 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 in fact it will probably be flying in like five minutes and i fixed the plane we whatever little minor damage it had we were ready to go went to power it up 
nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is weird because everything's together. Nothing got pulled out. Um, went to check it again. And then I see it on the escape. There's a slash mark. And I'm like, oh, it's just the covering got cut. And I, then I peel back the covering just a little bit and I look in there. And I can see there's some components that are missing. Some microscopic <laughs> components that are on the bo- side, that side of the board where yes, it exactly. came through. It had just sheared those those little transistors right off, you know. And so that's why we weren't getting any power, or part of the reason. Um, when we came back, and I totally took the thing apart when we got back home, Mike had also hit the uh, one of the main capacitors, the big capacitors that stick out on the side yeah. of the escape. You you basically, you know, how they're long and cylindrical. Well, this was like a smash beer can. Yeah. And I was like, like and, somebody and, stepped on it. And plus, and then there was like little, little like fluid coming, you know, yeah. like, you know, cat fluid <laughs> coming out of there or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that might, there's your problem. Right. You know, so. so, which is weird because the, uh, the ESC sits flat. Mm-hmm. And then the receiver sits on top of it. Yes, it does. And it and the ESC literally pushed the receiver out of the way mm-hmm. and slipped out far enough to get into the prop. And arc. and the leads on the receiver aren't long enough because the servos come out and they right. barely reach the receiver. So right. that would hold the receiver in place. It wouldn't go out of the bay right. because of the leads. But the escape has the has the long leads from the motor and right. they're, they're a little bit longer. And uh, the lead for the escape to go to the to the uh, receiver is long really as well. Long, right. So it's just long enough to pull out, go back into the stream, and just touch the prop. And it's what it barely touched it because yep. we wouldn't have known. I mean, uh, <clears throat> when it you know when we examined it, you just kind of had to peel some of the the uh, heat shrink on there and go, oh well, it looks like there's some components missing. So, but you know, anyway, it's uh, that one was out. We yeah. couldn't fly it anymore. And I think at that point we jumped in there and flew your L-39 and you were all nerve. Or oh, dude. Bundle of nerves. You I were. was. I, it's been a long time that, since I get that nervous. I know. About I don't something. know why you got that nervous. It, 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 okay, folks. Look. So this is, A, a birthday <laughs> present, right? That, That's true. That the person who gave it to me was actually here, helped me assemble it, get, You know, talked about all its quirks or right. you know anything that was wrong with it, set it up for me. Flew so, it. And flew it. Yeah. And, and test flew it. Test flew it. <laughs> Almost got twice. It, got it, well, yeah, between all the flights, but had a couple of flights on it, got it tweaked for me, and then hands me the controls and says, okay, hit it. And I'm just like, oh, man, I only Actually, I think I may have made, I think you made me made this one more time. I did because we switched radios. Yeah, yeah we switched we, radios. So I, put I, in, I put I in put a new in receiver right, for the right. Free Sky stuff. So now we're flying on my Free Sky radio. Right. So it's totally different. We had to, we had that, all, I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Uh, how we had to program it, right, the Aura stuff, right. so we had to get that all figured out. And so I wanted you, since you had the experience, to right. you know, make sure it worked all right. And sure enough, it worked fine. Yep, I flew and, it around, and it was all trimmed up, yeah. ready to go. In fact, you didn't fly at the whole battery. You just kind of handed it to me and said, okay, take off. And right. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so once again, I'm nervous, and I'm finally getting to fly it. But I am kind of glad that we went there because their field is a lot – more open than my field is that's true not to say i needed all the room but it's it was just a psychological there you know there's you can see for miles around you right uh the only thing you could hit is a flagpole behind you not to say not to jinx myself to, you know to go hit it but that was really the only obstacle that was out well, there. well there's some trees out there but you they weren't really yeah, super they, tall no they weren't tall at all but and they were you know like i said they were spread out but right. it, it was a nice field plus it was like i said it was a, it was a runway as opposed to a grass grass field so yeah and actually you know, a really that nice gave, runway too that, that kind of gave me my confidence but i don't know what it is about that plane 
it didn't have bad characteristics. It was just my nerves of you. You know, this is a gift you gave me. Yeah, you I know, did, honestly, I, I've seen you that way the other uh, with the with the with beaver. The beaver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I understand that. I think I was probably like that when I got the Pitts S12 that you got me that time mm-hmm. for Christmas or whatever it was. Because you came out, I waited. Yeah. For you to maiden it. Right. We went and maidened it on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and those guys were out there playing golf, and we were maidening this big airplane. But I, I think there was probably a little bit of nerves, uh, you know, for me, too. Because right. put, you put a lot of work into it. You know, it's kind of a gift, and you don't want to really kind of right. you know, right. I, you know, you, I don't want to have standing there. Right. I don't want to, right. I don't want to dork it up yeah. while you're there and go, oh, sorry, Mike. You right, know, exactly. I, I only flew it for two seconds and messed the whole plane up. Right. You know. Right. So. Anyway, folks, the good news is I did mess it up. Um, I got some instruction for the most part. I did damage it a little bit down at that field only because after yeah, that was, wasn't really your fault. I think it was like the third or fourth flight uh-huh. when we were flying it. Uh-huh. I brought it in again. I, uh, I, I was trying to make sure I was had a good landing. My landing was a little long. So uh, I had scraped up the wingtip because I, I turned it a little you know, too quickly. I was on a second going, flight. Yeah. 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 Well, I was going too fast. So I was like, okay, I land a little long. Um, this thing has great landing gear. I'll let it go off the runway and evil can evil. It's going to have no problem going across, <laughs> you know, the grass. Cause at sure. my grass field, it, it, right. it, it was perfect. So anyway, I go, I leave the runway and I'm on the grass and all of a sudden the, uh, in a course, everybody goes, Why'd you fly off that end of the runway? <laughs> or why'd you let it roll off? Turn, turn. Because everybody started yelling, turn, 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 turn. turn, turn. turn. And I'm like, why am I going to turn? I mean, the, the runway goes, it's flat. It's, it's no right. problem. Just grass on the other end. Right. And so all of a sudden, they're all like, turn, 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 turn. <laughs> oh, no, he went off the end of the runway. Why did he do that? You know, and I'm like, what's the problem? And they're like, oh, there's a ditch out there. And I go, <laughs> there a sure di- is. And I'm like, a ditch? And they're like, oh, and my plane kind of slowing down, and and uh, I think it was Bill, the president of the club. He goes, yeah, Bill P. And he goes, oh, you missed it. And all of a sudden, my plane does a wheelie. What? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, why did my plane just do a wheelie? Right. And he goes, oh, you missed the ditch. And I go, I don't think so. So I walk out there, and I pick the plane up, and my right landing gear, rear landing yeah, gear, is hanging. dangling. I'm like, gosh. Yeah. Look in there, folks. I know they you could have a Monday or a Friday product, and this definitely was. Or they were trying to save some money on glue. I, there was hardly anything in that wheel well. I don't know. There was two full dabs in there. <laughs> two full dabs. <laughs> dabs, yeah. That was holding it on. Yeah, it was like they, it was like they had a little uh, one of those bingo stamp things. And yeah, spot, yeah, exactly. Spot, it was, it know, was like a little spot of, of nothing. Yeah, they uh, they definitely, uh, whoever was working on it that day was running short of the glue. Uh, Wang Chu didn't, uh, you know, <laughs> must have left to get his five-second uh, you know, bathroom break or whatever. Yeah, he took his cigarette break. Yeah, well, anyway, it, uh, it didn't damage anything, though. It just no, it did. Off. It the did. glue it, just came loose from the foam. It didn't even tear any foam. It no, it didn't. It just, off. luckily, you know, because there was no glue, it just, it just right, came out just clean. Came out. So then we put uh, some Gorilla Glue on that, stuck it back in. Yep. We sat around for half an hour, jibber-jabbing, and uh, went back out and flew it. You flew it I again. flew it again, yep. Came and, on in um, and uh, touched down. Nice. It was actually a nice right. touchdown. And uh, right as I rolled over, I took a little bit wider turn so I wouldn't scrape the tip, and I hit the grass, and the gear folded. So, yep. So it was, it was almost cured. So. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite cured. I had to wait a little longer. So. Yeah, so just stuck it back in there, and it was fine. Um, yeah. And we haven't had a problem since. You know, uh, no, we, we've actually back on the grass it. field. Yep. Haven't had a problem haven't with it. But, it, so. uh, it, it was it was nice fun. And yeah. like I said, yeah. it was just excellent flying it out there. 
and I got to learn some techniques and some good pattern work. So I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun once I started feeling comfortable around the plane. Well, Bill, P, uh, Phil, Lou, Darren, Fernando, uh, Tim, and Bill, they were uh, all there and uh, got to chit-chat with all those guys. We, That's right. We uh, were lucky enough to sit down with Bill P., who's the president of the we club. We did. And uh, we're able to talk to him. So he had some good stories and uh, talked a little bit about the Alamo. Shy guy. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. he became president of the no, club. No, I know. Very I shy, know. folks. He was like an introvert. We had to just peel, you know, had to pry yeah. stuff to get it out of him. Um, I thought he was going to cry a couple of times. I no, felt he bad. wasn't going to cry. Yeah. Super, super nice guy, yeah, though. Was, and uh, and I'll tell you what, we got some audio for him, so why don't we uh, why don't we talk to Bill and uh, sure thing. P. We'll uh, hear what he has to say, and we'll, we'll be right back. Well, we're back with the uh, Park Flyer podcast. Uh, Jay, we uh, came out to the uh, radio control field here in San Antonio, and we've got a guest with us. We sure do. Not only just the guest, we have the president. <laughs> the it's president. always good to have the president. Uh, Bill, welcome to the Park Flyer podcast. Hi. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're excited to be here. We appreciate uh, one of your members, uh, Bill, has invited us out. It's the Bill and Bill show, actually. Yeah. Uh, and we um, uh, came out to fly today. and we've, We did. Uh, actually and it flown. turned into a gorgeous day. It was. A little cloudy this morning. We ordered great. that special for you. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, Bill said you were coming, and uh, I said, well, we've got to have nice weather. <laughs> is that a joke or is that a joke? <laughs> this weather has been so incredible here. Well, uh, why don't you fill us in? This uh, The name of the field is? Well, we call it Harold Cannon Field. He was okay. one of the founding members of this club 40 years ago. Wow. And uh, he passed away. It was right Right, it was 2007, right when we got the field. Mm -hmm. And uh, we decided to name it. That's why up on top of there, we've got a sign there, Harold Cannon Field. Gotcha. But it's Alamo Radio Control Society. Okay. And we didn't come up with that name. They came up with that 40-some years ago. Wow, Radio Control Society. Because I always get that look when I tell people, you know, <laughs> you're a society. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. secret society. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We we do those RC things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, secret. Yeah. We're we're really special. There you yeah, go. We're special, all right. Well, the uh, the club has how many members? Right now, we just right we we bounce between ninety and one hundred and ten. We've been as high as one hundred and twenty five uh, oh. different years. It fluctuates, and this year has been a really strange year for us. Since December to now, we've picked up. I think it was 18 members as of wow. this wow. weekend. Are, yeah. are they all brand new, like, RC no, Flyers? No, no, right? This last group, we get we get our new people every year. That's pretty common. Uh, but this year, it seems like there must be problems in other fields around here uh, that I don't know about because we're getting experienced Flyers. Oh, you know? good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Great. Well, Bill, you've, you've been here now uh Almost a year. Okay, it didn't seem like that long to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, time flies, right? When you're yes, having fun. Yes, it does. Yes, yeah, it, it does. does. That's yeah. the way we are all the time. Kind of yeah, like this yeah, week with yeah. you being back visiting, right? It's been exactly. two weeks and it's almost up. It's almost up again. So. Oh, my. Yeah. And this is your first time out in two weeks? Uh, no, no, no. It's first okay. time to this field. Okay. We, uh, we've been okay. flying every day since I've been here. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. good. I got a place up, up where I'm at. And, yeah. Uh, we've been out there flying with our good friend Jim and. 
having some shenanigans up there. And then, right. like you said, Bill called us up, and hey, we finally worked out a time to come down and meet, and here we are. Absolutely. So, so it's a uh, a paved runway. How long is it? It's four hundred feet. Four hundred okay. feet by forty feet. Okay. And right alongside of it is another forty feet by four hundred feet of grass runway. Very nice. Yeah. Which right now our Bermuda grass is not growing yet. What's <laughs> out there in its mode is weeds. I got you. Uh, <laughs> it's just the weeds. It looks like a typical you know Texas grass. Yeah. To me. Yeah. 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 It does. But the Bermuda that we planted, the Bermuda grass doesn't grow. It goes dormant in yeah, the summer, summer, in the wintertime. Then it, it just doesn't start growing until the ground temperature gets around 70. Right. So it's not coming up yet. Right. Well, I've noticed uh, just a few guys that came out and flew today that some of them fly on the grass, some of them fly on the runway. So that it just depends on the airplane that they have. I think most of us try to aim for the runway and, and we just <laughs> kind of end up on the grass. <laughs> Yeah, and I tried oh, to fly awesome. on the runway, and I, I said, oh, look, he's got enough grass. I'm roll- I am I landed a little long. Yeah. I'll just roll it off the end. Whew. And, then, and then everybody started yelling, way, turn, turn. I'm like, why? I, I got miles and miles of field. I mean, there's farmland as far as the eye can see. Turn, turn. If you, yeah, if you go the other way, go ahead, land toward yeah. the east. Yeah. Good. You did. can roll out. We mow yeah, that. Bill, I missed the sign. The you sign missed that the was, sign? There should be a sign. Yeah. Land long this, this way. way. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Turn. You should have a little thing. Turn before you know the yeah. last turn off before the That's end. Right. And then yeah. I would have said, "Huh." And then all of a sudden, like I said, I, I got to the end, and then I saw my plane hop. Whoop! And I'm like, "Why did it hop like that? That's odd." And I saw something dangling. Yeah, yeah. it's the landing gear. I was, I was hollering as a ditch. Yeah. Oh, you must have missed <laughs> it. I'm like, nope. I jumped it. That was the hop. It came through the ditch, came out, and jumped it. Evil so, can evil. Yes, so. I did. That ditch was put there so that this, when they water this other field here, that it goes around us. It used to run right through here. Wow, that's fabulous. Yeah. Well, well it's a it's a beautiful field. I mean, it's yeah. it's set up really nice. I like the runway, and uh, you know, the scenery's great. The train going by looks cool. Yeah. Uh, the guys earlier were telling me when the train goes by, you guys on the quads jump out there and chase the train. That's kind of we neat. we fly right over the train <laughs> at times. Uh, we kind of get down. A little close to the engineers once in a while. We wonder if they see us. We don't know uh, if they see know. us or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and they were working on it the other day, and I know they saw us because they had their work crew out there. I think it was Saturday. I don't yeah, know we, saw, they, uh, we saw them when we drove in. They were, yeah, they, they were they, working. They were they're working always on working on yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So. But uh, we were kind of not buzzing them because there are power lines there. You, you and you can't see the power lines really good until you get not, really not until close you hit the ground. Yeah. And you go, what happened? You're real close right. to them. Then you can see the power lines. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You can see the poles, and that kind of gives you. you know, so what? Uh, what are you allowed to fly out of here? You can fly electrics, obviously, gas, uh, turbine. We what fly everything. 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 Okay. Uh, okay. We've got uh, four or five people with turbines mm-hmm. um, in different jets. Uh, Pete uh, Dubris has got three or four of them, and. Uh, we got a couple of Chris Little. He flies for I think it's not Southwest. You know, part, I don't know he flies was Southwest. It yeah. is Southwest. Uh, he's a commercial pilot, and okay. uh, he he flies a couple different jets uh, when he comes out. Very cool. And uh, we got um, Eduardo. We got about I think four or five guys with turbines, and they fly here very well. People have said, "Well, you can't fly turbines here. It's not big enough because of the houses." But it 
It's oh, not yeah, a problem. No, it's I, just I don't have a problem. Our overfly area is so beautiful, as sure. you can see. I'm standing here waving my hands like people can see me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the beautiful thing with radio. We have a face for radio, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it's good. perfect. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, a lot of our interviews, guys, will start pointing places, and I'm like, yeah, our listeners don't really see it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to start a YouTube channel, I think. I think so. I think that's one of the nicest things about this field. Our other field that we left – because of the housing development and the collapse in 2008, mm-hmm. this building corporation was taking over our other field. They had bought the land, gotcha. and they says, you got to go as soon as we start putting in the uh, structure, the infrastructure, all right, the electric right, and right, everything. Right, right. So we went on a mad search of trying to find someplace to fly. Because without a field, you don't have a club. Right. No, I, I mean, it's, it's just irrelevant. Sure. You know? Sure. Where do you fly? And this is way before drones. This is in mm-hmm. 2007. Well, readily available drones. Put sure. It that way. Sure. But, uh, yeah, we talked to 100 different uh, farmers and ranchers. And we got close on a couple times, but uh, nobody would let you on their property. They, they Once they talked to their family and mm-hmm. some people talked to their insurance companies, and it was it was a sad thing. We were really worried. And we, we ran into Joe, the guy that owns this place, and... As you can see, all them homes, there was nothing there. Huh. Absolutely nothing right out to Shepherd Road. Right. It was completely nothing. And then his mother moved back from California. She put uh, her place up. Yeah. And then her sister came. And long story about all that. And then Joe finally moved his house in over there. And, uh, so they lived there, and we fly over the houses all the time. Well, that's great. Not intentionally. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Right. yeah. You're not supposed yeah, yeah. to. Well, yes, you're absolutely right. But they don't mind. Uh, we had one guy out here with a big 3D plane, and uh, he he decided one day he was going to do his aerobatics over the house, and they, uh, they got a little irritated yeah. at that. Yeah. So that put an end to that. And <laughs> so the only time we on approach, when you approach from right. that side, right. uh, depending on your plane, how far out you need to come. And well, it's a lot of area. I mean, you know, you've got a good view. It's really flat. The the trees. You were telling us a story about the trees earlier, but. Looks like you've taken care of most of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And we decided to do that on probably one of the 110 degree days. Oh, well, there, that's even. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the picture did, of us. Good planning. Right. Oh, it was, we do that all the time in Arizona, anyway. Yeah. Everything yeah. seems to happen during the summer when it's super hot. Yes, so. when it's real hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we got rid of those trees and. Yeah. Now, do you guys have a regular? Uh, I guess if you're a listener in the San Antonio area, you can kind of look you guys up. Where would they go to uh, find you? Go to Alamo Radio Control dot com or just put down alamo radio control society and any search engine it'll come up perfect virtually any of them at all and uh we welcome all kinds of flyers it, it doesn't matter your glider we've had gl- guys with the rubber band gliders mm-hmm. and others with power gliders uh we've got members that do both sure and we've got members that are in the glider club uh in fact the one gene trevino at the hobby store here in mm-hmm. town uh he's a big glider pilot okay. and uh I think he's been president of the Glider Club for a couple of years. And, wow, that's neat. But, uh, and he's instrumental in sending us new people that come into Hobbytown. He works at Hobbytown. And real oh, neat yeah. guy. Yeah. Real yeah. neat guy. I think we've been to Hobbytown. Yes, we, yeah, on Vance Jackson. And, yeah, Fortune, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we were on our way down here, and uh, it didn't take as long as we thought we were going to take. So we had to so waste an hour? Had to waste an hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that was our fault because we were like, oh, we got to go, and jumped in there but uh yeah it was definitely worth the trip we came down and you got the people that we've met today have just been fabulous they're very friendly 
uh, you know, it's you've been open arms with us coming down from out, out of town, and we really appreciate you letting us find This you club too. is the neatest bunch of guys. Whenever I, I need something or we need something for the club, uh, all i got to do is just say it, and it usually ends up happening. Somebody's either got it or can get it or knows somebody that can get it. Sure. <laughs> you know, well, and, that's and the good news, too. Really I, well. I think uh, kind of Bill probably put the word out, but uh, I think some of those guys just came down to say hello. I <laughs> They didn't really bring anything they to fly. Didn't fly. Yeah, well, like me, I didn't bring anything to fly. <laughs> you know. I'm on my way out from work. <laughs> I know. I feel bad. We're dominating the whole runway. Just Jay and her out there flying. So. No, no, no. Well, we, well, we once again, we love that people have an interest in the hobby. That's part of what we do this for. It's just a labor of love for us, uh, you know, on the podcast that kind of keeps people, you know, informed about the hobby. And uh, we're starting to get out more and more now and kind of travel a little bit more and visit some other clubs. And would love it, you know, if you're – you guys would listen and you know join our groups and you know we, we if you guys got suggestions for us or stuff you want to hear we love to, to to have feedback oh i think it's a real important thing for us older guys uh that keep your mind working sure and develop new things and uh i was getting kind of well you know i you peek out when you're an rc flyer it seems like i've seen enough come and go over the uh, years and years yeah. and years of doing it and you get real good, real good, real good, or you get to a plateau, whatever sure. your plateau happens to be. Yep. And I'm on that decline, and that's when I started flying drones because I could see I was not flying the way I used to fly. Right, right. You know, five, ten years ago, you know, it was one of the, the hot shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, no. And, I it, and I've watched it on so many people, and then I, I – said you know we we need to do something to keep the older guys in here so if you're a member for five years in our club and once you hit 80 you don't pay dues anymore that's a great idea that's awesome and that's a great idea for any other club too yeah uh, actually i turn 80 next week so that'll be be a break (laughs) (laughs) anything free i mean huh all it is is a number (laughs) yeah you know and, and really yes it is just a number if you keep at it that's the true. problem is too many people don't keep I that, know, right. you know, yeah. and they they, yeah. they just sit around and sit around, and uh, it's just not good for them. No. And even if, if you fly, we have one member that's 95 years old. Yeah. Another wow. that's 90 that brought us a plane that he built in 1938. Oh, my gosh. That would have been awesome. 38. I wasn't born until 43. <laughs> I wow. couldn't believe it. And, and this little fragile guy, you know who I'm talking about, Pete. He comes out here, and I mean he is about as wide as your thumb. Wow. And about five foot two or so. And he has been and done so many things. And uh, it's incredible. He got this. He brought this buccaneer out. And that's the kind of plane this right, is. Right. It's about an 85 right. inch wingspan. And he said his brother sent it down from Ohio. Now this guy's—he he just had his 90th birthday party. I was at it, and it was—it was really neat. But it, it is so funny because to ship it down here, his brother cut the wing in three pieces with a hand. <laughs> just a, just a, just a hand. Are you sure his brother really likes him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wanted hey, to get I'm him the plane. This to you. <laughs> He wanted, uh, and the motor, the I, did, I didn't even know they made motors that well back then. Yeah. And I'm not really sure that the motor, and it's not branded. It doesn't even have brand on the motor. But we got it running, and it run very well. Huh. And uh, it was funny to, the really good part of the story was when he, he showed us the plane and, and he left, and he wasn't a member then, he didn't join in. 
I said, we're never going to see him again. He's going to go to put right. this thing together. Yeah. I couldn't believe it a month later. He, he was brought back. the plane to the meeting. And that plane is so repaired. And if you go to our website, you'll see it in some of the pictures because we'll uh, do that. Yeah, we not only he not only put it all back together beautifully, and he put red lines right where it was sawn through with the saw, <laughs> and it's silver. And this is a plane that was built in 1938. I mean, it's just oh. absolutely incredible. And he put that thing back together, but he he spliced it all back in. And to cover the, the joint itself, he didn't have any silver. He right. should have asked one of us. We yeah. had, I got all kinds of it. But he put a nice red band. So it's a nice red band on each wing, and it looks like it was made that way. Right. And he did a fabulous wow. job. And, and Pete is uh, he's involved with the railroad in the, the railroad museum in San Antonio. If you ever get a chance, uh, Jay, go to the railroad museum. Okay, okay. And uh, it's up there on um, – What's the road? Wetmore and right by Thousand Oaks. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Just came yeah. There's, a, there's a railroad yeah, museum yeah. there. And uh, he he builds models and has built models all of his life. Wow. Yeah. And the other old guy, I love talking to people older, the old guy. I'm an old guy. <laughs> but talking to older people, because uh, the other, a 95-year-old guy, he used to race cars with the Offenhauser brothers. Oh, no kidding. Indy 500 yeah, cars. 500 he personally guys. knows Andy Granatelli. Wow. All these old names yeah. way, way that back. That was back wow. in the uh, open wheel, open cockpit. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And neat. and he's got all the pictures to prove it. Oh, I'm sure. His workshop is just incredible. <laughs> uh, he used to build uh, racing Mercury motors on the West Coast. Oh, no. Uh for offshore racing boats, wow. and he's got all the pictures of them too. I mean, wow. when when old Bob Palomini talks, a lot of people, you know, sure, uh, he's just full of BS. No, 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 no. I've been to his house. I've seen <laughs> the books. Yeah. I've, I've seen, seen the, the proof. pictures, and it's yeah, just amazing. Exactly. That just is funny. Amazing. I love flying those because when I was a member of another club uh, way back twenty years ago, we uh, we had an old guy that came out and. He was out on the line in a chair flying, you know. So he had like a little chair, and he sat down. He That's me there. now. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, he was out there for like thirty or forty minutes, and we're like, "Gosh, dang it, man! That guy's got some serious battery power. He's up there for thirty or forty minutes, you know." So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go check on him." I walk over there; he's dead asleep. <laughs> that is. He's funny. been sleeping for thirty-five minutes, and I look up and I went, "What was he flying?" Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, sir," you know, and I don't say his name, but you know, I'm like, "Hey, hey." And uh, he he looks at me and he goes, what? And I go, are you still flying? And he goes, well, yeah, I think so. And he looked up and he goes, well, it's 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 gone. It's gone. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just like sleep in that. You know, your airplane's gone. And it was this little tissue uh, and and stick built frog. I don't know if you remember those frogs, but you could get them. Uh, they they came in like a kid off the back of a cereal box almost. You know, okay. But, but he put it together. It was a all Gillow's tissue kid paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Gillow's kid. And uh, anyway, it was all made of tissue paper. And I told him, I said, well, you can't just walk away. The thing is still up there, I'm sure, you know. But nobody knew where it was. And he goes, that's ah, all right. I'll just build another one. And I said, well, ah, give me that radio. So I just put it into the spin. I just held the controls for a spin. And then next thing I know, somebody goes, hey, there it is. And sure it is. Here no. it comes spinning out of the sky. I spun it down to pattern altitude. It came in, landed. He goes, hey, thank you, son. And he walks over, picked it up, got in his car, drove off. 
was like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, he was ready to walk away from that frog because he was like, I don't know where it went. I've been sleeping for 30 minutes. <laughs> and it stayed up there. Oh, yeah, the whole time. It, it was, was a fabulous build. I mean, the, to be able to do that for, I mean, because you know, the guy sat down. I, literally, the thing was fine for 45 minutes. Well, we're sitting here. Well, you can see the church over there. That's about yeah. three-fourths of a mile away would be my guess. Right. And we've had planes fly away. And land in that parking lot. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. One landed in the parking lot, and the guy, and it can't be brought back here. It was perfect. The guy worked over there or was <laughs> going to church or you whatever. You guys lose this? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what, and that has happened at least four times. Uh, no at least kidding. four times. Now, we look out this way. Yeah, as much trees. out there. Way, I'm talking miles out. Yeah. Bob Palomini, he lost two or three out there. He'd always loved, this is our 95-year-old buddy, and he'd always liked to fly fast. Because he was always involved in racing, sure, and he he just wouldn't slow down, <laughs> and and he 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 put these gigantic electric motors with batteries, you know, two batteries yeah, like yeah. yours there, yeah. and you know it had to go fast, and yeah. and, and he's slowing down now. But one day, well, I've walked on tracks. I don't know how many times with him looking for his planes over there because he gets them so far out. <laughs> He can't see dots. And, yeah. and what's really funny, his vision is, is so great. Like you said, mm. and he tells you, I got 20-20 vision, and that wow. was a couple of years ago. But it, uh, the last one I was out there with him was probably, oh, maybe two, three years ago. Mm. But uh, one, the farmer brought back, <laughs> and he lives three miles up Montgomery Road, almost oh, to where no. this other guy lives now that Lou was just here. <laughs> and he brought it back, and we had uh, another guy down south uh, – Rick Saucedo, he lost one of his planes down the street that way, and a guy he had brought it back. The guy wanted thirty dollars for it to get it back. That oh, kind of, that kind of ticked me off. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that, yeah. But Find the rest of the guys feet. bring them back, and then no problem at all. Well, at that's least they know awesome. you're here. Yes, right? yeah, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, how long have you been in this location? Two thousand and seven, we moved. Oh seven, you said okay. it earlier. Yeah, it was in 07, yeah. yeah, we flew off uh, the gravel at first because we couldn't come up with the money uh-huh. to put the runway in. It was thirty thousand right. dollars to put the runway in. Yeah, and I know. We come up with a unique thing. We all at the time paid two years dues in advance. Very smart. That put us over the hump, and we just had the next two years to skip by. You know, we didn't spend money on anything. Right. Anything. <laughs> There's a plaque over here that's it's got. You see the blue plaque on the the first aid thing. That's all the guys that paid at least two, two years, years dues in advance. That's nice. And that way, because we had members that were going to finance it. Wow. And they said, "Well, just pay pay us back." You know. And I said, "No, no, we're not going to. We're not. Yeah, it's tough to do. I I don't want to get into right, a, right. A, a loan right. and all that baloney. Right. Let's just we're here. You know." Let's do this. Just you know, pay two, three years yeah. in advance, and and, and that's work. what we did. And sure. we got our money. We paved it, and we take care of it really well. Yeah, it looks yeah, really nice. nice. I love yeah. it. So. And it's it's been there now, and and it was done professionally. It was done by right. a road great road crew right. at Bill's Roads, and, and it, you know, there's only one spot that's really strong enough to drive across, and that's goes out to the pond out here, right? Mm. At, from right over here out there. Right. And that's where he drives across. Uh, the landowner drives across with his tractor. I got gotcha. you. But nowhere else does anyone ever drive on it. That's right, why it right. stays so nice. Wow. So, Bill, do you guys uh, have events uh, during the summer or during the year? That is another a long story. I'll try to shorten it. We used to have every – after our meeting, the following Sunday, we have what we call our fun fly. Right. And we would have competitions, touch and goes, uh, climbing glides, uh 
limbos and do it all kinds of different things. And what we found, and we would see it, once we started the competition, people would start leaving. We'd have 20 pilots here. And once we started competing, people were leaving. Right. We said, well, this is pretty dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just not do any competition and keep flying. And by God, we've done that. And it's worked out just beautiful. Excellent. Uh, it's a it's a relaxed kind of flying atmosphere. Uh, we're not a competition club, right? And I'm the first to say that. You know, sure. um, we just don't seem to fit in with the guys that do serious competition. Right. Yeah, because well. you got to practice and you got to practice intently. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. to get really good at this hobby, sure. I don't care. Good. Good at anything. Hey, you got to practice any hobby. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. My club that we had in Alaska—that's what we were. We were a fun club. Uh, back to us in our name, but uh, the reason being is that the older club that was there, which oddly enough, the name was Arcs as well. Um, they were a competition club, and mm-hmm. that's what they were all about: was competition, high-end stuff. Um, and then some other guys would come in with their little foamies. Well, you know, foamies weren't big at the time, but just simple planes. You know, they were kind of scoffed at and yeah, and shunned. And basically, that's how the for- the club got formed. The uh, president was kind of tired. The guy who formed the club was kind of tired of you know getting shunned at the other club. So he just he just formed his own club. And in, kind of in the charter, we couldn't have any competitions. Unless right. they were like impromptu fun competitions, we're not know. quite to that point. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we we still do every no, maybe three times a year. We'll do something out here, and uh, we'll have a climb and glide or a right, right, right. Circle That's... landing, do a circle land hit, and mm-hmm. then you got to land in there. But we don't do it as we used to do it, uh, where every right. month right. it was month, competition. Month, yeah, right, right. And that that just seemed to turn off too many people. And it was the same guys winning all the time. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. And, and, you know, it gets old. It's old quick. Yeah. In, in every club, there's the one the group one that are the really yeah. intense Those guys. flyers. Yeah. No, yeah. I, my club has a couple of really, really good, you know, high-ranked yes. world yes. champion type mm-hmm. stuff guys. So, yeah, nobody would come there and do a competition against that guy either. No, so. no, no. <laughs> we had one one big – we thought, we call it a big event. It was a 3D event down here that we had Andrew Jeske and – yeah. Uh, yeah. There were just there were about thirty. They were here for the whole weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Oh wow! And uh, we had a campground kind of set up over here. That's that, cool. Yeah, and it really worked out really well. Oh, yeah. But boy, what a bunch of guys they were! They were just so neat, and uh, you know and they had all their big planes. Sure, you know one third and up to fifty uh, percent yeah. extra three hundred <laughs> yeah. four cylinder gas engines, you know, the whole route, you know. Right, and right. these guys came from all over and Jeske flew down just to fly. That's amazing. In it, you know, and it was really cool having them here. And it was a wonderful weekend. Uh it, it just worked out good and you know, if you can get my wife out here for three days watching, <laughs> that is a, that's a good. She event. never <laughs> that's a good no, sign. She says that's like there watching go. grass grow. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, event. Good yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Well, uh, before it gets uh, too dark, let's uh, go fly some more. If you'd let us, oh, just go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. That's, well, Bill, we appreciate you for. letting us uh, come down here. We appreciate you joining us on the podcast. And uh, man, it's been uh, a great day and a, a great group of guys. We've enjoyed it. Thank you. So Thank you. We appreciate You're welcome it. to fly here anytime. All right. Pleasure. We'll do it. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Back to the field. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um, Bill's a great guy. I really liked uh, hanging with him, and, uh, you know, he's uh, a funny guy. Absolutely. He's been around a while. Yes. It's amazing. So, but, uh, so yeah, if you're in the uh, 
San Antonio area or the Austin area, or you're just visiting San Antonio, make sure you look up the guys down there at the Alamo Radio Control Society. They do have a website. They do. Uh, I think Bill's got his number on there. You can give him a call. And uh, they are way open. They were super nice hosts. We they were. loved having they know, were. Loved visiting down there. Super nice runway. Oh my gosh, it's a really nice field. Yeah, and I like I like the fact that it had power. Yeah. You know, I because too. for you and I being electric guys and now that you've gotten me into the bigger EDFs, yeah. Having being able to bring down my power supply and hook power, you know, putting right. it in and, you know, cranking it up to 10 yeah. amps to recharge these batteries is a plus. That's true. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, well, in the yeah. story, it's it, just typical for us. Yeah. We jump in the car, we come down there, and we forgot the little adapters for our battery. And, and we forgot the, the batteries for the laser. Yeah. So we forgot the little 500, and believe it or not, they were both sitting right here on the right, counter. Right. So we, we wouldn't back, forget so, them. Yeah. <laughs> and I told Jay, don't forget these. And he said, "Don't okay, don't forget those. And we're like, yeah, okay. And we forgot them. Absolutely. But Bill was Bill Surratt was nice enough. He had a really nice charger, and he, he hooked, know, us, hooked up. us up. He was like, you know what? You guys fly as much as you can down here because you're guests. I come here all yeah, the time. Yeah, he might have regretted that. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, <laughs> no. we, were, we were definitely using his charger. <laughs> we, we definitely dominated that thing with two five cells, man. He, but he brought down a... Um, uh, a car, or uh, no, the uh, P fifty one, the mm-hmm. old crow, seventy he, a seventy millimeter uh, EDF, and a seventy millimeter EDF, and he flew those uh, both of those great flying airplanes. Yes. Uh, good news is we have a chance to sit down and talk to him as well about we did. what got him back into. So uh, let's hear what he has to say. Let's do it. Well, welcome back to the Park Flyer Podcast. Uh, Jay, we got another special guest today, Bill Surratt. He's a friend of mine from way back when, and uh, he invited us down to fly at the Alamo uh, Radio Control Society, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, how he got back in. So you were flying before, right, Bill? RC? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, so he's flying RC before, and how long ago? Oh, it was back in the mid-'80s. Uh, back so. when they had tubes, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we had the we had the buddy boxes, and this was an old lieutenant colonel at the uh, at the air base I was stationed at. Right. It was an on-flying assignment for me the first uh, eight months, and I thought maybe it would be a good time because I used to build models, um, all sorts of plastic and the old stick and balsa and sure. combats, and I used to fly them on steel cables, but I never did RC. So I thought maybe it's a good time, and this lieutenant colonel I used to work with said, hey, I'm, I've got a buddy box, and I'm, what's that? And, <laughs> yeah. I'll be and, your buddy. Uh, That's right. And so, uh, I've heard about guys like you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was very daunting for me because sure. um, it's a lot harder than I thought it was. <laughs> but, no, it was back in, the, back in that time period, and we, uh, I got it all figured out, built my old Eagle 63, and never crashed it. Wow. But, uh, what? Amazing. Never crashed it. Oh, and uh, I loved building the Monaco and the Balsa, and that was that was a lot of fun. I had an OS Max 41 ABC engine in it, and uh, that was just that was a lot of fun. I used to enjoy going out there in the cornfields. They had a little grass strip that I'd <clears throat> go fly at, and this is out at uh, in Illinois. Mm. But uh, then I left the Air Force and and uh, went to the airline world and kept flying, kept flying it. Was going to build another one, but I just flew the heck out of that thing and. Was getting really comfortable and doing inverted passes over the runway, almost almost crashed it, but I never did. Oh wow! And uh, but at one time I said, you know, I really don't have time to fly this anymore, and I kind of sold all my gear, got yeah. out of the hobby, and so someday I'll pick it up. Right. And so I did. Later on, it just took me 
25, 30 years. So uh, just kind of a little background. Bill and I worked for the same, or did work for the same company. I think Bill's retired now, but uh, he he uh, made the decision to punch out early. <laughs> I still got a little ways to go. Uh, but anyway, we flew together, and we got, we got to talking about RC stuff, right? And uh, and Bill told me that story, and I was like, man, you got to get back into this. So Mike Michael's the, uh, the big reason why I was... Uh, it was you, and there was another uh, guy I used to fly with who was uh, saying the same thing all the time, but you especially. <laughs> and uh, I kept I kept your contact information. I yes, said, someday did. I'm going to do this, and I did, and thanks to you. Well, I appreciate so, that. So thanks. what made you – what was the thing that turned you? I mean, I know for me, same thing. I, you know, 20-some-odd years ago, I uh, decided to get into it, built a kit, took me a month, built it. But I was by myself, went out there, threw the kit, threw the model. It flew down the field. I was doing great. Turned it when it was coming towards me. Yeah, about uh, 10 seconds in, <laughs> smashed it. <laughs> Came back a month later after I rebuilt the thing, flew it again. 15 seconds down the field, great. Turned it. <laughs> 10 seconds, I touched the stick in the dirt. And I said, you know, that was 30 seconds, and that took me a whole month. Yeah, so I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got back into it because my daughter, uh, I think I bought her for Christmas a little air hog. It's just a little, you know, Mattel yeah, sure. RC. Yep. You know, it used to be thing. like a Hot Wheels thing. Yeah, like a, yeah. And I, and so we bought it and we went into the parking lot next to us and, you know, just had dual motors and just did the differential thrust thing. Um, it worked great. And you couldn't break it. Nope. And I was like, wow, this stuff has changed a lot. Let me look into this. And I got online and started looking, and I'm like, this stuff has changed tremendously, yeah, and it's yeah. so much cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> it is cheap. I remember, that's what I remembered Michael telling me about a lot when we were flying together, that, hey, they've really changed it. Let's start telling me about foam airplanes. I, said, I couldn't even imagine what that was, that electric. <laughs> and so I said, you know, I, I really hated cleaning up the airplane when I was done with it. Yep, slimers, yep. I, I, didn't like that part of it at all. I said, boy, I have to spend a lot of time cleaning up. Boy, if I ever do this again, it's going to be electric. So I decided to go all electric and foam, but that was down the road when I retired. Right. But so once again, how did you get to this club? Well, I checked, I checked with a few clubs in the area, made some calls, and uh, this one particular one had the best-looking flying field for number one. And number, number two, uh, yeah, the other there was another one that was grass. Another one was way on the other side of the city. I just... Uh, from talking to the club presidents, which you already talked to, he was a really, really friendly guy. And every I went to one of the club meetings, and they just blew me away how friendly they were. And I said, "Boy, this is where I feel at home." Mm-hmm. Went out to the flying field and flew. I said, "What a great setup!" So that, uh, but I already ordered the airplane. I used a carbon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got on the phone. I'm, I'm committed. Yeah. Uh, got a Horizon Hobby uh, Carbon Cub, the one with the Safe Plus. I said that'd be a good thing me getting back into it because it's been 30 years mm-hmm. over 30 years and uh, i go you know that'd be a good thing to start out with but i'm gonna get out here and just flail just go for it and i had a ball yeah. and i said man i waited too long to get into this i know it's it's really a a, a disease i think <laughs> it kind of catches on you and you're lucky your wife's not after you you know yet but you still only have a few airplanes in your inventory we <laughs> 
four, four. four airplanes. Yeah, wait till you get up to the 40 or 50 mark. Then your wife starts looking at you and shaking her head. So Yeah, with four, she's asking me, where are you going to put the next one? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this room seems nice. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> What's all the sewing stuff in here? Just and get all I'll tell you, that here. did not go over very yeah, well. Yeah, no. Never does. Never does. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you know, Bill actually flew out to the Electric Festival and hung out with He did. There. Unfortunately, yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah. That's right. Fantastic time. Yeah. And you were it. a great host. It oh, well, thanks. Fantastic. <laughs> I didn't do much. I was running around most of the time just mating in everybody's airplanes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really felt bad I didn't give him as much attention as he probably deserved. No, but, I've had a blast. So, good. He's, my son's still talking about it. Oh, good, good, good. So I see uh, you brought with you today the uh, Viper. Yes. And the Old Crow, which is a uh, free-wing product. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, free-wing product, Blake. And uh, both fly fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, part, part of the good thing about the RC and that, what we've noticed kind of, you know, in our career growing up in the RC world, uh, the setup is half the battle. Mm-hmm. You know, when you set something up and it flies, it's set up really well and it flies real well, it seems to be easier transition than guys that slap yeah. it together and go out there and try to flop around and it. it's not made, you know, it's right. kind of trims, are all, trims are all out and everything. But Control surfaces are even. Now that I've actually seen both the airplanes fly, I can tell that you know, you've taken a lot of time, put a lot of energy and effort into it, and it, it flies just fantastic. I will tell you that exactly is, man, that's exactly 100% correct. I spent so much time dialing in the throws, making sure everything was balanced perfectly, the CGs, the recommended ranges, and I, you know, trying to make sure everything was set to streamline zero. What do you call that? Uh, like the elevator mm-hmm. aligned with the wing or the elevator route and all that, just making sure yeah. it absolutely matches, uh, especially with two different elevator servos. Sure. So, and I tell you what, the Viper, since I took so much time with it, the first time I flew it out of the box, dialed in. You could look at my trims zero. I've never touched wow. the trim since. That's awesome. They were just dialed in right in from the box. Yeah. Vipers are good, though. I mean, a lot of the ones that I've flown are, are dialed pretty close. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had to add more than one or two notches of trim in them anyway. They've got a really good wing on them. Whoever designed that wing did a good job. Right. They fly. They slow down. They're just they're just overall they're good airplanes to to get back into it. And and that was yeah. your first one that you got back in with, right? Or did you get with the Cub? You said the Cub. The Cub was the first one. Then I got the free wing P fifty one. Okay. And then, and then now the, this is your first EDF, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the that, okay? That's three. So what's the fourth plane? Oh, well, the fourth one is the. My son's sport cub. <laughs> I'm using to uh, teach him. So Excellent. He's, he's actually flown it to, with uh, me as the wireless buddy box in basic Very mode. Nice. And I've never touched the stick. So. Good. Good. Nice. He's done that. He did a good job. Yep. And actually, we uh, we brought him a new one. Yeah, <laughs> so now you got five. <laughs> they're, they're the best. They're the best. We got him a, a little indoor flyer this time so he can fly around his house. He doesn't have to come out so far. Another the reason my wife will say, That's maybe right. this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait till after dinner or when she's out of the kitchen and he won't be flying around. <laughs> no, or at least in the front yard. Yeah, or, you front know. Yard, she'll be happy. So. Nah, she's happy for 10. So what's now. next? Well, I mean, like, we're always... It's always the next plane, right? Right, yeah. What's, so, uh, so what are you thinking? Are you going to stay in the same vein? Or are you going to try venture into something new? Well, that Viper gave me the uh, bug for other EDFs. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking at an F-16. I want to go into some more EDFs, even though I thought there would be too much work, just too much speed, flying around, kind of my loose sight or whatever, but I uh, loved them so much. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to get some more. So are you are you going to stay in this uh, this size range? Are you thinking something bigger? 
That's a good question. <laughs> I want to stick save on the battery. So right now I'm thinking 70, no more than 80 yeah. millimeter. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I have the uh, Freewing A10. You saw that one. Yes. It flies amazing. And it would be great for out here. <laughs> yeah. We have somebody in the club that has uh, has one. I think a couple of them have Yeah. One. It looks like fun. Oh, yeah. It's a real oh, fun. Yeah. Now that we have mine dialed in, it flies so scale. Um and it, it'll land on grass or the uh, or the pave, so it doesn't matter. You can fly it off of either. That's uh, what's that? Eighty or se- twin seven? Uh, it's a twin eighty, but you could, if you wanted to, put twin nineties. Nineties. Oh, the power. Yeah, but that's up to you. I mean, they sell the nacelles separately that you could do that. But um, I, I know of maybe one or two guys that have done it. Most of the guys, the eighties got enough power. You really don't need nineties. It almost gets out of the scale regime. You know, it doesn't look scale anymore. No, because you're hovering so fast. Yeah. You know? When you yeah. get to yeah. hover your A10. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, quick question here. We yeah. uh, we have uh, listeners that uh, have, have kind of contacted us, and they said that they are in the same boat that you are. Uh, and I think it's great that we get to talk to him because we've had guys that ask us, you know, hey, man, I was in the hobby when I was a kid. I flew Cox. I flew, you know, whatever was out there. How do I go about getting back in? And this was something that you were – just kind of in, in the process of doing. I mean, I know it's been a couple of years since you and I talked, but how did you go about getting yourself back in? Well, that's a good question. The, the first thing I did was I went out and bought a simulator. Ah. Ding! There, there that you is go. a ding, man ding, after ding. my own heart. All right, yeah. right there. <laughs> bought a real flight, uh, real flight at the time. It was seven. Right. And uh, I used that. I flew on that for months. Perfect. Before I got the airplane. And the first time I went out and flew the airplane, it was like I had never left. Yep. Right. Well, that's the biggest piece of advice I could give them. Get a go. simulator I, I, and go. I wholeheartedly agree that you will save, to our listeners, you will save a whole bunch of time and effort and, money. and frustration. Money. And money. Yep. If you just get a simulator and right. just spend, you know, a couple hours a day, you know, half an hour after you're doing something with the kids and just play right. a little bit. Yep. You know, oh, I would do it for hours. I, I, oh, I, yeah. you know, but, I, well, I mean, as much not, time as you can, but but the fact yeah. that you get one, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I know this guy, he was a nut for the simulator, and, it, oh, my and, and it's paid off for him. Like you said, you save yourself so much time, frustration, like you said, money. Oh, yeah. So now you got the sim, you're all geared up, you're, you know, you're feeling comfortable with the sim. Where's your next step? What do you, how do you, how did you decide on what airplane to get? Well, to be honest, totally. Uh-huh. I called up her, uh, I think it was uh, Motion RC. Okay. Called them up and I said, uh, "What's a good airplane to start with?" Here's my situation, and they recommended the Carbon Cub. There you go. They said, "Oh, this is exactly. It just came out. I think. Oh, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. this." <laughs> well, it sounds good to me. What a great sales guy! <laughs> <laughs> Which one do I need? Oh, this thousand dollar model is just for you. Actually, it was pretty reasonable. I don't <laughs> yeah, remember how much it was. Yeah, I think they were uh, when they went on sale. They were only like to one ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was one hundred ninety nine bucks or something like that. Yeah. Or yeah. We uh, we love the fact that you're back into the hobby and uh, that you're a listener. And, man, it's uh, me it's too. Great that you invite us down. We've had a great time so far, and uh, I think we should get back out there and fly some more. Well, Sounds actually, great. I think that we might have to put something on our our, our web page. Yeah, with Bill on it, and that way he can also tell us if he gets another plane. He can, you know, if he becomes a uh, member <laughs> for our web page, he can get on there and post. Something He's on there already. On there. Oh, that's right, he is. <laughs> 
Yeah, he didn't take too long at the Electric Festival. I think he joined the page. So, oh, yeah. awesome. So, yeah, right. if, uh, it's the Park Flyer Podcast Facebook listener. It's on Facebook, and it's the Park Flyer Podcast listeners page. And, uh, yeah, if you got guys in your club that are interested, we'd love to have them on there. That's right. Or just yeah. like, like today, you're doing something fun, take a quick pick, yeah. put it on there. Put it say, on hey, I'm out the field. Hey, I'm doing this. Well, yeah. that's what I'm, I'm – I took some pictures today of you uh, doing your podcast here to put okay. on our club. There well, you there go. You go. There you Excellent. Go. So – Yep, so when this podcast comes out, because uh, we always kind of do a couple in advance, but uh, when this comes out, we'll send it to your club, and uh, you can tell everybody, hey, listen to me on the podcast. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Local celebrity. Well, hey, man, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, let's get back thank out you, and find some. All right, let's All right, go fly. Well, man, I really appreciate Bill hosting us down Absolutely. There. And, and it's a lot of good information. I know that we uh, – we basically have had listeners that, um, you know, have wondered how to get back into it. And he had a great story. I mean, uh, all of his suggestions are great. You know, call call who you need to call. Ask around to those that need to ask around. Get a simulator. Give us an email. Get a simulator. All those kind of things, you know, they're great. And uh, and I appreciate the fact that he, you know, kind of credits me with him pushing him into it. I, I don't really know how much of that I actually <laughs> did. But he, he says that he got in. <clears throat> he said he got in because of me. But. I'm always willing to help people get in uh, to the RC world. I I, I, lo- I love it. I know you love it. It's kind of a labor of love for us anyway, and and uh, you know, it's fun to have people that get in. I so just like spreading it. the virus and the sickness. <laughs> I just get the glee knowing somebody yeah, has it exactly. worse than me. That's I I care less about the rest. Well, you of the got stuff. me I, that's worse than you. I what know. You that's what I love about it. I know, right? That's funny. So, well, unfortunately, our hours up. We didn't even get to talk about uh, all the shenanigans that. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Up. For the last day or two. Um, okay. Well, I guess we could talk. I mean, you were down here for two weeks, so yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that our next podcast yeah. or so. Well, we'll have to do that. Well, we uh, once again want to give a shout out to the Alamo Radio Control Society. Uh, if you are listening and you're from the Alamo Radio Control Society, jump onto our uh, Facebook page. It is the Park Flyer Podcast Listeners Group. Uh, just answer a quick question about why you love RC. We'll approve you, and then you can join our uh, group. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, as part of our listeners. You can post photos. I think uh, uh, some of the photos of our visit are already on our um, our page yeah, because uh, Bill, Bill actually sent them. So uh, take a look at those. We're going to try and come back down to the Alamo uh, Radio Control Society field. Uh, that was a fun, fun time. So I it think was. on my next trip, I think I'm going to definitely will hit those guys up. And I, and I like flying down. off of something nice and smooth and not, <laughs> not so bumpy as the uh, cow, cow field that I'm at. Yeah, that's true. So, well, uh, we still have Phil. He uh, attended a, um, I think they, it, it was a RC event down in Miami. And uh, I think our next uh, and our travel weeks budget has just quadrupled know, this right? year. Thank, thank you, everyone, for using up the time that you have in your travels to, to contribute to the Park Flyer Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of our, I know when I came down here, somebody said, wow, you know, the travel budget, because that seems to be a thing, you know, with us on the podcast. Um, but it's uh, it's nice to have other people contribute to our podcast it is. show. So uh, I think two weeks from now, we'll hear from uh, from Philip and, uh, and listen to some of his interviews. We appreciate him. Uh, appreciate the Radio Control Society and... Like I said, go to our listeners page. And, uh, man, for uh, Michael here in Arizona. And Jay from the hills of Texas. Signing off. We'll uh, see you in two weeks. Let's go fly. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit.
Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to heartflyerpodcast at gmail.com.